0: So, uh, we still haven't figured out,
1: uh, an intro for this bad boy yet. Um, yeah. No,
0: no, yeah. uh, we, we, we can work on that. You know, I, I was, um a bunch of like free music resources like uh, royalty free
1: music resources that is this a plug are you going to like plug a website and then we're going to be like
0: come to hey, crazy be... Wes's royalty free music <laughs> do you need and... background music do you need intro music <laughs> how about outro <laughs> music we got it all yeah, no, yeah I know I've he, seen a couple there's a bunch of different resources there's like a podcasting yeah. subreddit that they link to like all of the uh, the resources for it so
1: well, it's funny recently, what we've been doing is uh well, what I've been doing is i just you uh Google or youtube they have uh it's all um, the same thing, yeah, I know, but google uh, but I'm saying like you do it through YouTube, but they have a whole section of royalty free music, and it's like it's like maintenance by Google, so they have the whole channel dedicated mm-hmm. to it but and they and they do the uploads but it's all connected to different artists yeah. and in different the people uh, that make royalty free music
0: in the uh what's it called the creator tools or whatever you can do like a search and find different genres and everything it's all through their uh like creator thing it, it, and it's all it's all uh, provided by them but you can go by genre right beats per minute uh
1: yeah they have that all on there. but yeah i did i did that for uh so um my wife and i are expecting you know that small audience that what what are you listening. what are you expecting we're expecting uh You're expecting some like... gas ah, after yeah. nine months yeah yeah a little little <laughs> and then yeah, uh... exactly but no um and uh we you know uh, as per me uh wesley will know this uh i i i make stupid videos for everything i do mm-hmm. and uh we we made a video for stupid. this oh well thanks i enjoy I videos I thought... for, for stuff
0: wait wait hold on what hold the phone you make videos
1: well hold i don't on. believe it hold on a second neither of us are holding phones so hold the phone hold the microphone
0: i'm not holding it. i have of an arm that holds uh, it for yeah, me too
1: i have <laughs> wait wait so you are holding it technically it's being held by in
0: in the same sense that the world is on
1: my shoulders i am oh, okay. holding this microphone <laughs> <laughs> i mean the the world of going from place to place to you know uh turn on a powerpoint yeah that's my job that's that's the world on your that's shoulders that's what your you know? tax
0: dollars it's are the paying powerpoint
1: for. world shoulder let's holding. let's
0: not forget that that is your tax dollars never paying up, never for me surrender. To go and turn no, no, no. on PowerPoint. Hold on a second.
1: This is not, these this is not my tax dollars. These are Floridians. Tax no,
0: dollars. it's not. I work for the federal government.
1: Oh, okay. this
0: is your federal income tax. Great, paying me hard at work to turn on PowerPoint presentations.
1: Oh, you know what we should do? We should put a little snippet in right now of uh, of moss saying have you tried turning it on and off again
0: have you tried forcing an unexpected reboot that
1: is also my job that is actually on my uh do you uh, sit do you sit in in like a little cavern underneath like an office building and and you just get calls from people and you say that
0: it uh, so we only have one floor of this building but i am in but you're in you're in the basement I am basically in the basement. I am in a small <laughs> L-shaped closet that used mm. to be the library before Google. Okay. So I am surrounded just by old, I'm basically in a, in a basement. I'm surrounded by like old detritus that's just been collected around that, like, th- they don't want it there's, out where people can see it. There's my forming on the ceiling. Yeah. And that is my office. That's uh, where, that's where I live. That's where people come and get me five minutes before I'm supposed to leave, saying that they need all the software installed <laughs> in their computers before
1: they the door, uh, before the door just, opens you know. up and it's just sun shines in and you're like <laughs> gollum, like ah, get out, get out.
0: No, I'm I'm like uh, what's it? Richard is that the the vampire guy from IT Crowd? That was like in the Richard. back of it. He was um, I forgot the name of the actor. He's he's uh-huh. in. A, he's a. British actor, obviously. Uh, what do you there's remember? A, the vampire... British actors in IT Crowd. Do you remember the British, the, the 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 vampire guy who? Always are you talking about like IT this? Crowd or are you talking about Spaced? No, no, no. The IT in oh. IT Crowd. He 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 kind of always talked like this and was very <laughs> depressed.
1: Okay.
0: And he like I don't know why I he don't was remember. in the back like server room. Oh. Uh, and they they brought him out and he was like. Hiding from the light because he's basically a vampire. I keep thinking. Of-
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: you could always look it up, but. Vamp while yeah. I look it up and then.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, what I was getting at was, uh, you know, I made this video for um the reveal of um, us expecting a child. And uh I went on to this, this YouTube channel and found. A piece of royalty-free music to put along with that.
0: Very so. nice. Uh, the actor's name is Noah Fielding, and mm-hmm. he plays Richmond Avanel. When you see him, you'll recognize him because he's
1: in a, a bunch of like, you know, British stuff, movies and TV and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. that guy that's in the background. He's like, oh, he's, he's that also, guy. He he also does a lot
0: of those like, um, like QI shows like the the show where they just get a bunch of comedians and answer like dumb questions oh I, yeah i don't know why it hasn't caught on in america because it's freaking hilarious but we'll probably ruin honestly, it like we do everything else
1: yeah i was just gonna say that like honestly leave it where it is because so many times over i just it's terrible how we ruin things yes as you know it's just in everything you don't even you don't even have to talk uh talk hollywood or entertainment like Americans ruin everything that other countries do. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's hilarious. Yeah. And then, and then the worst part is, uh, you know, the, the Americans that are, that are sitting here consuming this, uh, whatever it is mindlessly. Yeah. They're just, just like, like they, they don't know any better. They don't yeah. know any better. And then when they see, when they see one day randomly see the version from, whatever country it is they're like oh that must be based on blah 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 blah." It's like, uh, nice. to How that I mean, point works? though
0: uh, i'll do oh. a, a counterpoint uh the british yeah. version of the office only had one season
1: that's fine but at the same time the american version of the office ha- i thought had too many seasons i agree because the problem with uh, um the problem with american tv we're 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 slowly getting away from this, which I'm happy about, and I hope it sticks. Thanks to like people like Vince Gilligan. But the problem with American TV is it goes on forever until it gets to the point where nobody's watching, and then they're just like, ah, just cancel it. Well, and that's like that's, that's the worst did. way to do something. That's you what don't, heroes you don't... did?
0: They just made it progressively right. worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. until like you and were I begging in the beginning to be released from the its grips.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, m- stories are meant to have a middle beginning and end, not a middle beginning and end and, uh, an end and an end and an end and an end and an end. And, uh, you know what, let's, let's put some middle back in there. Uh, well, you know, th- let's go back to the end. You know, like, this is, this is
0: the, uh, the, the big, um, impasse that we have now with this. And it's that you get either a, you'll, you'll get a season. You'll get a show, and every season they think they're going to be canceled, and right. that and they'll and you can tell in the writing yeah, and, and as of, you're watching and they, they pretty right. much like wrap up all the loose ends. I, Maybe yeah. they'll have like a cliffhanger to try and like force the networks to you know keep it Continue. on, but in the end it it it's a crapshoot and they don't know. They just don't know if they're going to be renewed. The opposite right. end of the spectrum is what they're doing now, where they say. Uh, All right, yeah, we're just gonna okay you for three hundred episodes,
1: right? And and you know, people like Vince Gilligan and uh, uh, um, Sam Esmail, you know, they're actually writing stories Mm -hmm. that have conclusions, and they're being firm about it, and they're saying this is it, and this is how it's gonna end, and that's the end of it. Yeah, I mean, so
0: in one in one sense, it opens them up for like they'll they'll just put out the money, they'll just say. Uh, all right, yeah, we're yeah, just gonna allot this amount of money uh, this is good for you know three hundred episodes. You get this set thing, you're good, do whatever you want, you know, just go, right. just make your stuff, and then if it doesn't pan out, uh, they'll be like all right, yeah, you know, just keep the money uh we they already made it back for the most part, and then yeah. they just move on uh so it's you you have to walk on that tightrope of. Of what course. what you uh, how how you want that because if you give them ultimate freedom and uh, allow them to just go on forever now you have just something that's never going and then you have like big bang theory uh which right, which, it, it, which yeah. did end but
1: yeah i heard but i honestly like you, you it's funny because when shows go on for a long period of time you lose interest you, you lose interest. Most people lose interest, but they always have a core audience. They mm-hmm. always have like the the oh, hardcore yeah. fans that continue watching. And then you through here, you know, you hear through the grapevine, like, oh hey, this character did this, and oh this character did that. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden that brings people back, like, oh wow, yes, yeah, Sh- uh, Sheldon's getting married. Oh cool, let's watch that one episode. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden you see like the ratings spike for that one episode oh, because you don't open,
0: need. there's not an overarching storyline it's just right that's why well so the the, the the lower the lower the stakes the easier it is to do that because then you have uh uh, let's say big bang theory there's extremely low stakes there's there's nothing uh, whereas uh, the difference between like big bang theory and i don't know breaking bad is that there's higher stakes so you can't right, just and you keep can't that keep... going on and, exactly. on and on and on and droning and pretty much rehashing. It's going to eventually
1: hit a wall, yeah. and you're going to have to be like, "Well, where do we go now?" Like every and, character, and they did that, and they did that because I feel like, uh, you know, Vince Gilligan, he he knew the overarching story, but he mm-hmm. never knew all the all the beats. And when I felt, you know, he felt that way when they got to the end of Gus's story in season four, and then he was like, "Well, I." I have to conclude this, but how do I get to that conclusion? Because if you look at the end of season four, I mean, he could have ended the show right there. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, like you were saying, they kind of, you know, get you to some sort of a conclusion. They, they tie up most loose ends Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, they, 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 they finish everything. But, you know, ultimately he realized that obviously the story is, uh, about Hank and Walt and he's been playing with that this whole time that uh, he, he finally wanted to make that the focus of the end of the series, which was a brilliant idea. Because yeah. if you look all the way back from the beginning of the show, it's always been there. It's always mm-hmm. been leading to that. So it works. It, really it well.
0: underpins a lot of the the moments. I mean, from from the first right. season where he's, you know, basically trying to figure out how to
1: become a, a meth dealer. Right. Right. Uh, and, Hank, and Hank's there literally yeah right under his you know he's right under his nose mm-hmm. and that's what's so brilliant about it
0: it's how the business is influencing content and that's yeah uh, I, what what i'm liking uh when they go back and basically do like dramatization of like historical events mm-hmm. because they can't go well, on that's forever kinda...
1: they, right. they
0: they 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 cannot
1: since you know since we're on great actors like Brian Cranston and Dean Norris uh we started our casting call well it didn't start we finished our casting call for upgrades uh this past weekend um we were only specifically casting for the two leads um hilt and bard um and it, it went it went wonderfully you know it's it's a funny thing because when you cast a movie especially at this uh, this level um, you know you have a pretty low budget you're looking for non-union actors and they know they're not being paid the only thing they're getting is travel food and something to throw on their reel and you know maybe the hopes and dreams of this going somewhere so you get a lot of drop-off from the 200 submissions that we got um i put up a i put up a casting call on backstage and i got like 200 submissions back and um i went through them all narrowed it down to about 30 for each each character and then um from that 30 uh my my uh production assistant victoria she sent out notifications to all these people and then that narrowed it down to like 15 and 15 so you know it just mm-hmm. keeps whittling down until you get to like barely anybody and then those last 15 were confirmed to come to the casting call they all got sides and then you get to the casting call and you know the night before a couple of days before you have other people that cancel on you and then the day of you have people that cancel and then while you're sitting there waiting for people to show up you have people that just don't don't come and it's like though to me the people who the people who don't want don't even get to the point of like oh yeah thank you but no thank you mm-hmm. that those people are fine they did it professionally they either don't want to do the project anymore or they have something else going on or whatever very professional fine you reached out to us you were nice about it that the end um there's no hard feelings then you have the people that you know they confirm and they seem interested fine but then something comes up. That's fine too. Like that's that's completely understandable. You know, again, this is a non-union low budget film. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to fault you for that. And you know, if if one day I do get to the point where I actually have a say in the industry and I actually do know people that are working and trying to get work, if I remember them, even if I thought, you know, even if they canceled, if I thought they were good from what I saw, that doesn't mean I'm not going to hire them now because they canceled what they were professional about. it. They said, you know, thank you. But unfortunately, under certain circumstances, we couldn't come. Whatever the case is, it doesn't matter. But they were professional about it, you know. But then you have these other people that literally it's the day of and you confirmed you got sides, you you are ready to go. You have a time slot and they just don't show up and not to me, not only is that rude, it's it's just irresponsible and disrespectful. Like you know, take it from any any um, any interview. You know, like would you just not show up for an interview? And if and if you did do that, like would would you expect to like have a chance at a job? You know what I mean? Like I just don't think these people understand how imperative it is to just be courteous and respectful of other people that are trying to do work. Because even if you have no interest in this movie anymore, or you mis you know misinterpreted it, or or whatever, like it doesn't matter what your reasoning is. You should still always just 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 be nice and and courteous because you never know. You know, uh, everybody always says this to me um, in this industry. It's it's small, and uh, even though it's so large, like when you meet a contact, it has the
0: appearance of being large, but in reality, it's small. Like it, exactly. it it's a it's a big industry, but there's a reason why people get passed down. There's a reason why you can see the same name on a bunch of different credits all over the place. And it's because it's not right. and it relies heavily on a lot of who you know uh and this this is coming from like zero experience this this is coming from just general experience but like
1: yeah i I mean me too you know it's not like either of us have actually worked a day-to-day job in the film industry we're struggling to well i am you were you know doing whatever the hell you do (laughs) yeah well you know
0: but i got the world on my shoulders here uh
1: (laughs) hello it have you tried turning it off and on again
0: that's actually my uh my like profile picture for my our like Outlook email thing.
1: It is it is mo- Moss or the no no no. Or, uh, just what
0: have you tried turning it on and off again? That way, is whenever it? someone tries to, <laughs> goes to email me, uh, they see that picture pop up first awesome. before they actually send the email or message me on Skype or something. Because then it's like, huh, I haven't tried that. And then they <laughs> and you know what. I I have no evidence of this but I'm pretty sure it works.
1: Yeah? Well, that's good. Yeah. It's a deterrent.
0: Hey, it's not a deterrent. It's it's preemptively uh, it makes them think about what they're about to do.
1: Something terrible. <laughs> no, it's, Oh, maybe I shouldn't ask Wesley. What? Oh yeah, it, no, uh,
0: they, they look at it and they're like, they're
1: like I'm going to ask I'm going to ask a different IT guy. No,
0: no, actually I'm the one that they come to because I am just nice and personable. Mm -hmm. uh i am there right back to what we were talking yeah (laughs) i'm just such a great person um right but yeah who doesn't uh, flake out on interviews i I don't i never flake out an interview even if i don't think i'm not going to get it uh even if i think i'm not going to get it i especially don't and that's how i get the jobs that i get because i go to the interviews completely either not caring about getting it or just don't think that i'm getting it you hear a lot of uh a lot of this come from like the actor's side where it's like oh you know i go into this audition there's like you know 500 people and you know they they never call me back and they never you know that and it's like oh it's just so terrible and it's like yeah yeah that's that's all bad (laughs) but but then have you once considered the other side of it where they have you know out of like the 300 people that applied you know for uh, to that said they were interested in this part uh five actually show up it makes you have uh, it makes you lose respect for those people that are applying for these jobs Uh, i agree with so it's you know you have to consider both sides i'm not saying you i mean you're considering both sides uh but the uh the people that are like, ah, oh, you know, it's, they never called me back, and they, yeah, well, it, there's the, there's equality there. <laughs> there. There's there's a yeah, uh, you have the same equity in that. It's like you're interviewing for the part is just as important as the person holding the audition for the part. You you have to hold those right. at the same. I mean, not not to the same people. You, you know what I mean? Like that they don't mean the same thing to the same people. But as
1: far as for the production, they're both equally integral. Of course, and you know when we're when we're talking about like a normal a norm a normal budgeted film, a, a lot of a lot of um, casting is done by a casting director. It's, oh yeah, you know, completely separate. Uh, right, eighty five percent of the time, I would say the director is not even involved in the process, and they they trust in that person to, you know bring people to them that are perfect for the role and um it's funny because being at the level i'm at i don't know if i could ever do that Uh, and 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 you know maybe i'll change my mind in the future um when i get somewhere with this but when when it's always when but um you know maybe i will change my mind when i get somewhere with this but at this moment in time like I can't see myself ever ever wanting to leave that up to someone else's um, decision. Just because, you know, we're talking about an integral part of your movie. You know, it, I find it hilarious. Um, so there's two sides of a coin that I always think of. So Alfred Hitchcock, he always felt that actors were just cattle. He <laughs> didn't think they were that important. Like he's been quoted saying that, right? Um, whereas you look at somebody um, from our time now, Tarantino. Oh yeah. And he, he respects the actor and they're, they're super integral to his movies. They're the brush and that he paints
0: his portrait with.
1: Exactly. And he respects them so much that he, he um, has a reoccurring set of, of cast members. Yeah. He'll, he always finds a way to, so Tarantino, I feel like has three levels of actors in his movies. he has, His reoccurring pool, then he has the up and comers, and then he has the once greats. And he always finds a way to bring them all together in a way that works. And,
0: um, where they're sharing equal footing in the actual movie, it's not like the uh, uh, the like one set of characters will be like the main characters you, you'll see you know up and comers and once greats sharing similar roles and similar uh amounts of like
1: face time in the movie exactly like he he doesn't he doesn't care um if this person has uh 15 lines of dialogue or that person has a hundred he he picks who's right for the role but he also keeps within this this the way he casts his movies and i'm sure I'm sure tarantino has has you know obviously a lot of input in his casting, but I'm sure he also has a casting director I've never really looked into exactly how he does it but you know he writes movies and writes roles for certain actors at this point and he's 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 even been said to have have done that in the past too even before he had an actor or even before he had the the ability to work with these actors. He's always had like certain people in mind when he was writing. Mm -hmm. I just find that very interesting coming from somebody like Hitchcock who made amazing movies, but you look at the actors that were in those movies, like Jimmy Stewart was in a ton of his movies, and and I just find it hilarious. Whenever I hear that quote or I think of that quote, I'm like, he called Jimmy Stewart cattle, like, or he thought of Jimmy Stewart as cattle. And I just find that hilarious because Uh, you know he was a fantastic actor in in his time and Mm -hmm. uh you know uh it's just it's hilarious and then you look at you look at the flip side of it and and tarantino who who literally like bows down to actors and treats them like gold it's as far as we know
0: we don't know what happens behind closed doors
1: well of course i mean i'm I'm sure uma thurman's feet have been massaged uh, a lot but regardless (laughs) um I I just uh, I think to me uh, from from those two directors specifically, I always have stuck with Tarantino on how important acting is and how important actors are to your film, because you can take a terribly written movie and make it sound amazing if you have a great cast. And I'm not saying that this script is terrible, but I'm saying that. Uh, you know, another thing that I've always I've always kept in my head is the actors who are in Star Wars, you know, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, they have said multiple times throughout the 30 some odd years that they they have been working on these movies that the first Star Wars was just just terrible on paper, that it just didn't work and it it just they didn't get it. And it's funny because, you know, like George Lucas, he's he's an amazing world builder, obviously. He created one of the greatest universes in our history. But it's so funny hearing them say that. But yet, if you look at that movie, if you think about it, if there were worse actors than the three of them playing those roles, would those pieces of dialogue come off as well as they did? No, they would probably be super cheesy and and really, the movie would have... Flopped because the acting in Star Wars was probably the most important thing to sell that movie. Because it, you're you're take you're creating a whole universe, and if the actors can't sell it on screen, then you're not going to be able to sell that idea. So I just find it I find it funny that you know, like they said, you know, reading it it was terrible, but then when we when we finally acted it and and we did our thing, it you know it finally came together and that's you know so these 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 little things i've always taken with me what i do in casting is i try to really let the actors play because i don't i don't like giving them too much direct direction especially in casting because i feel i feel like you need to show me your talents and you need to show me what you're capable of um directing can come well the 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 the
0: character will develop through the actor and that's i think what we're what we're kind of like really talking about here is that the the character on paper uh is not necessarily it's not the character the character is what comes out at the end what what gets put into it the the love and attention so to speak that gets Mm -hmm. uh that, that that gets given to that character that, that creates the character. Uh, otherwise, I mean, it, I'm not saying that, Oh, just a uh, print media and those characters aren't, you know, the, you don't get attached to them because you do, but Oh, of course there's you do. a difference in film and the person that is the conduit to that character makes all of the difference.
1: Yeah. And I completely agree with you. And what, and what's interesting. So you said print media. So, what's very interesting about you saying that is when as a writer when you write something so this screenplay for instance writing it it's it's an amazing experience and you sit there and these characters just come alive inside you mm-hmm. you built them you made them who they were you you created their past you created their present you you know their future so you think and that's what's beautiful about writing is when you create someone, they sometimes take you on a journey you never expected because it it just becomes them. It's just they the the story is embodied by them. And it's like, that's not what this person would do anymore. That's not how how the story would go because of the way I developed this character. But at the same time, they, be, they have a mind of their own eventually. And um, then it sounds
0: a lot like get- parenting.
1: well i wouldn't know that yet but i guess you know that (laughs) so the the thing is uh, and that's
0: that's it the kids raise themselves for the most part you just keep them alive and keep them fed and they (laughs) they they take care of them out of of harm's way you're not going to change the person that they turn out to be i mean for the most part the person that they are not not the I mean, if you abuse your kids, then you can totally screw up their life and turn them into serial killers. That's something that you can definitely <laughs> influence however yes. uh they're going to be their own person despite your best efforts, and they're going right. to be you know their own special it, snowflake it, individual and you
1: it's interesting that cannot you cannot change that,
0: you... that. even because my right. my daughter's gonna be turning three like that's right but that's I can see it already thing. she's
1: you know she's her own little thing. Right. And it's funny that you, that you, that you related it to that because you're totally right. You know, like think about it from this point of view, like in casting, it's kind of like the pregnancy. You're, you're determining who this, who, or eh, it's, it's kind of like right when you're giving birth to this kid, because it's like, you're determining who this person is going to be. So you pick them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you pick them, you can guide them, but they have a mind of their own and they're going to do it the way they think it should be done. And they take your advice. They take your advice and they'll play with it the way they, they think they should. And eventually it, you both come to a conclusion. You both either agree or disagree with it, you know, and that's, and that's the end of it. Um, but that's, it, it's totally, uh, you know, I can totally see how it's similar to parenting because the interesting part of the, the film, uh, industry and like the whole the whole process
0: is that the sex part comes at the end <laughs> because you get to you know uh enjoy the you know actually show the uh, have enjoyment of the fruits of your labor
1: oh okay i wasn't end, sure
0: where you were going with this because <laughs> i mean i i guess you could take it a bunch of ways
1: uh but <laughs> because the i understand what you're saying you labor labor, movie comes of something you labor over your
0: script and the the casting is when the you know characters get you know their individual like personality and their little quirks that make them themselves so that's like the the kid growing up and uh, but the you know what part of that there's no nothing sexy about that whole thing the sex star comes at the end when you get to go in the special like eyes wide shut room with all the cocaine and
1: <laughs> I, I i will say there is nothing like picking the right person and then when you're on set seeing that person embody your character for the first time mm-hmm. you know in makeup in in costume in the location that you imagined, and then just all of a sudden, bam,
0: or that you settled on,
1: <laughs> yeah, or that you settled on. But that's you know, like that's the beauty all, of, yeah. of, of film. All the little you know, things
0: like, come together, and
1: that's what makes right. it. It's not the, it's not what you thought. It's it's funny that you said that too, because the next thing we're going to talk about is locations. But I'm going to finish this last little thought. Casting casting was phenomenal. So, like I said, after it was whittled down to, um, the the amount we got. We, we ended up with, I want to say like 15 people total, and that's that's total. So Hilt and Bards, we had 15 total. And, uh, you know, I don't know how it happens, but I always find a really great group of actors. And again, don't get me wrong, I, it, it was whittled down. But these last 15, these, these 15 that auditioned, Uh, they were, they were all great in their, in their own way. You know, um, a few of them didn't really fit the role, but that's fine. You know, uh, another thing that, that I always feel bad about is obviously just not, not giving them, you can't give everyone a
0: rose, you know, you you can't, some people have to
1: be voted off the Island. That's I, I agree with you. And, and it just, it's, it's, you know maybe maybe it comes with time but it's still to me it's it, it's a painful part. thing to do you know because and 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 it's worse too when you know you're doing callbacks the same day because the way we had our casting call set up was the beginning of the day up until 1 p.m. we had a appoint, uh, by appointment auditions and then after lunch we had our callbacks so all the actors were aware because we wanted to make sure everyone was available for the day so when they didn't get a call back, they already knew they knew from the get go, you know, you thank them and they leave. And that's the end of it. But you know, it's just when they know immediately, it sucks. It sucks. It really does. But at the same time, I, neither of us should waste our time. If you're not right for the role, why should I take the time out to 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 make you come back? And why should you take the time out of your day to come back? Like, go, do something else, make money, uh, go to the movies, do whatever you want, have your day back. You while, know? while that, I mean, it, it kind of feels shitty because they're basically saying, you know,
0: you got to go home or you, you're off the island. Right. It, by giving them that like real quick clean cut like yeah no it i don't think it's going to work out but by doing that i think that alleviates a lot of the problems that people have with the industry and that when they don't get a callback or they don't right uh, they don't get a uh, a definitive like yes or no or they thought it went really well and then the, they just never hear it and it's like if they know all right here's the cutoff here's the time when we're going to let you know you're not going to be sitting around waiting i'm not going to make yeah. I, i'm not going to have you sit around waiting uh, make sure your schedule's free for the next three months. Right, it, It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to know right now today whether or not this yeah. is going to be
1: a thing. And I totally agree with you. But then on, on the other side of things, when you get to, you know, the last round and this is it, and, like, you are the final contestants. Like, that I understand. Because now, uh, the second half of the day, you have callbacks and you bring back the, the greatest of of... The great that you had earlier and um and now you just you you mash everybody together you 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 pick an actor you pick an actress and you put them side by side does do their chemistry work all right move that guy out bring this guy in you know and you just go back and forth until you see something click and you know you give them notes along the way but again like i don't like to baby people in casting like I, I want to pick two actors that are going to do their job, that are going to come on set and they, they can embody these characters without me pushing them. And on set, I'm there to go, you know, Oh, just do this a little bit this way, or, or just do this a little bit that way. But I don't want to sit there the whole time and be like, well, you have to move your arm this way and blah, blah, blah. And there are directors that will do that, but that's not me. To me, casting is 85% of, of directing. I, 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 if I can get great actors, you don't have to do to much. Do... Right, because it's because that's all it's a it's about. Hold on, I do I do a lot. Well, you, I'm just right, saying so you don't have to do <laughs> as much. I mean, you're... work smarter, not harder. Yeah, it works the same way in the film industry. Okay, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that directors don't do anything. Because yeah. I mean, <laughs> because you know. but... <laughs> Be, because you know okay think think about it from any any point of view so back to interviews you know so if you were to choose the guy that was you know maybe he's qualified for the job but yeah we don't know if he can do all these things all right well we're going to pick him so now you have to walk him through everything you have to you have to hold his hand through through most things that could even be easy for other people and it's just you're sitting here trying to make sure that everything's gonna go as planned and it's just it's taking more time than you than you wanted it to take and you know whatever and so on and so on So you know acting is the same way that and if if you have to constantly hold their hand through
0: it, then they're not as free to help develop the character exactly they're unable to develop the character because you're basically
1: developing it for them agreed agreed. Where acting is one thing and it's it's definitely a talent. I 100% agree with that. But um the other side of acting is the type of person you are. So people don't realize again, you know, back to being respectful. So if you're going to be a douche and you're going to be late and you're going to not be there or whatever the case is cuz you know there there were people that were late. There uh, there were some people that called and let us know why they were late but they were coming and then there was people that didn't and it just showed up whenever we gotta take those things in consideration oh, wait no no my my, my character is not a douche oh, god <laughs> you know i just i got i got
0: really method i got uh <laughs> I really into i just i just thought but, that my character was but a douche Wesley,
1: you'd be surprised how many people just like live their lives this way and they don't they don't take they don't think about it you know they take everything Uh, for granted and it's like look you can be late to a family function sure it's a family function your mom's not gonna disown you for the rest of your life but if you're late for an audition or an interview or something important in your life that could change your life well you being late even by five minutes could change your life like you could have missed out on the biggest opportunity you've ever had because you were late Mm mm-hmm Like we're not we're not sitting here going, oh, well, I guess this person's not coming or they're late. Oh, they're late. No problem. We'll just forget about that because you're so damn good. Because I'll tell you, I you have to play the game. It's like it's like, uh, you know, weighing out the options. It's like, okay this guy's really good. But how was he late? How did he act when he wasn't like, how, how is he as an actual person when we're talking uh, normally, you know, uh, does he give pushback for my direction? All that, all that jazz. And it's the same and it's the same thing on the other side. So, but are they, how great are they in acting? What is their acting prowess? You know, do they have, do they have the chemistry with the other person that we want? You know, so it's like, you have to weigh those options. You have to say, what is more important than the other at certain, at a certain point? So, um, luckily we didn't have to deal with that that much this time. Like I said, we got, we did get a quite a bit of cancellations, which is fine because, you know, we don't want those people anyway, Mm -hmm. if they're going to cancel. Um, but the people that were there, they were all respectful, really nice people. Most of them, uh, were on time. I'd say 98% of them were actually on time or way before their scheduled time, which is fantastic, you know? So so, you know, a really great group of people and it's, uh, I'm whittling it down slowly, but it's, it's going to be hard. It's definitely going to be a hard one. Um, especially Hilt, you know, the main character, this, this well, yeah. female role, she's, she, she's in most of this proof of concept herself and, uh, and she needs to carry this whole film and, uh, it's going to be a big role and I want to make sure it's the right person. The you know, Bard, he's he has one shoot day. He's the comedic relief of, of the film, and uh we have three great actors that we're that we're between right now, and uh it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult decision between the three of them, but I think it all comes down to which hilt we pick because uh, depending on what kind of chemistry they have with each other. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, I'll be completely honest, they all don't have chemistry with every hilt that's left. And that's and that's going to determine who we pick. And it's, you know, again, like this is the hardest part. This is the part that I think you're saying like, oh, we don't even get a thank you or a callback or anything like that. Well, you know, like for me, even at this level, I'm going to I'm going to 100 percent make sure that we at least reach out to everybody and then thank them for their time and let them know if they didn't get the role or whatever the case is yeah. and that we would love to work with them in the future because they're great. They're all all of them are great. Uh, you know, I would have no problem wanting to work with them. It's just, you know, again, it comes down to who's right for the role, who has the best chemistry, all that, all that. But ultimately, it went fantastic, and I'm I'm really happy with the outcome, and I can't wait to to finally pick who who we're gonna put in this thing.
0: That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, what other so. A word from our sponsors. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's really great. Uh, the services what? and products from our sponsors. Um, <laughs> services and/or products. Uh, no, but so uh, I looked at some of the videos. So where did you hold the auditions? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, so uh, the auditions were at Shetler Studios on uh, West Fifty Fourth in Manhattan. God, dude, people are going to think you're professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're trying our best uh, over here. But yeah, um really really great studios. Um I've been I was there before because um with my video production company with, you know, Han Films, which is what this is as well, but trademark on the <laughs> um on the on the business side because we do client to client um uh, videos and promotions. Um, I work with the, theater, uh, the this theater nearby called the Axelrod, mm-hmm. and um, which you do they excellent
0: hold... promos for. By the way, I I, oh, well, I,
1: I know it's been said you. before, and I've said it a
0: bunch, but just on a yes. louder stage, uh, they are <laughs> for amazing the two people w- listening. Yeah, just <laughs> Matt's mom, I just want you to know that your little boy is
1: so special. <laughs> Oh, she's tearing up now. Yeah. I, I, I could just imagine. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, um, I, I've come a long way when it comes to video work, because I, I personally have always honestly hated it. It's not it's not what I ever wanted to get into, especially because directing is, is I feel my strongest suit. But yeah, I mean, I've come a long way. And I and I appreciate that feedback because yeah, it's 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 hard work doing doing videos, especially for uh, for theaters because you know it's important. It's, well, it's important it's for a live, sales. It's
0: it, it's a live yeah. thing, and uh, you, you just right. capture it like really, really well. I I'm always uh, impressed whenever thanks, I man. see the uh, Axelrod promos. If I ever get on like Facebook and see it, which is almost
1: yeah. never, but sometimes you post it to LinkedIn, <laughs> and I get an email. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll have to. You know, I do. I I post them on Vimeo sometimes, and you could always you could always go to my website too, and they're up there if you're ever. And what website would anyone. that be? Uh, that would be a Hanfilms.com. That's H A H N F I L M S. Dot com what a snazzy anyway, domain, domain name who got that for you thank you i wonder well it was definitely this guy here wesley smoyak no kidding west
0: stuff.com don't go there there's nothing there's nothing on the website just don't, don't yeah it.
1: yeah this, right now it's just an empty page says temporarily out of service and i'm sure it's going to stay that way for the rest of his life eh, probably anyway like um so yeah so we did at shetler studios west 54th street and yeah i, I 100% we were trying to make this as professional as possible um so so Axelrod actually um they used to use this space in the same building it was called uh, Nora Nora Noah Noah Studios and uh so I've been in the building before beautiful building um and they since have remodeled the lobby so I was it, when we went I was like oh my god it looks even better than last time but Noah Noah has since closed um, and Shetler's on like a different floor. So I've never been to Shetler before. And I was pleasantly surprised when we went in there. Um, a couple of people, I, you know, I posted on social media and I was like, hey, looking for a reasonable studio. And two people, um, an actor that I've worked with that is also um, DPing this film, Lane, who I think I mentioned in the last one. He, he mentioned Shetler and then another filmmaker that I know, uh, from college, he mentioned Shetler also, and for those
0: yeah, very for those not in the business, DP is double penetration. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's director of photography, people. Oh, um, that too, or cinematographer. Uh, Any, it, it all depends on what you're doing in that seat. And I mean, technically, Lane's more going to be the cinematographer because the you know the 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 easiest way to differentiate the two is a director of photography is usually the one that comes up with the the look. Of the film, um, and they—they're like exactly what it sounds like. They're the director of the crew that takes care of the look of the film. Whereas the cinematographer, um, they actually create the look themselves. So they're the ones that are usually um, behind the camera or um, the dolly or the jib or whatever the case is. They're the ones that are actually manning the camera. Uh, so just so that everybody knows the difference between the two but yeah lane lane is actually going to be our cinematographer really um because he will be manning the camera but anyway so lane lane and this guy told me about shetler and yeah it, it's a fantastic space they have all different size studios and for our needs we need uh our, our we got our studio it was only it was literally 100 bucks for the day oh wow that's, you that's know, really um, good right and uh especially like a space in New York um but uh but yeah a hundred bucks for the day we got a we got a a room that could hold five people mm-hmm. so it was so it was the three of us uh uh Rob our producer Jackie um uh, our production designer slash lots of other things and then me and then I and then we had for auditions the one actor and then for callbacks the two actors and then every once in a while we had our uh our pa victoria pop her head and she was in the hall you know um navigating uh you know uh, uh, signing people in bringing people in the room all that jazz and then for our callbacks we also bought a separate room that would hold 10 people uh for three hours for the for the length of the callbacks and. For three hours, it was only seventy-two bucks. For so an extra seventy-two, so one seventy-two total for for the you know for basically space, an entire was... day
0: to have a nice professional space to do all your callbacks. Like, that's that's really yeah. not about and you you were in New York. Yeah, oh, that's that's ridiculous, right? Like
1: I said, very close to Broadway, West Fifty Fourth. It was amazing. Wow, that is, you know, you, you don't. Yeah. I'll definitely be back there because they and they were so nice too. They 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 were really accommodating, and anything I needed, they were there for. It was it was awesome. You know, it's something like
0: I don't ever really consider mm-hmm. not really being in the industry at all. Yeah, no, no. Props to them. Props to them for offering the space at like a decent price. Yeah. in New York, I mean, that just it gives your whole production. It makes it really feel legitimate. When
1: in reality, yeah, well we you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's that's another thing that like I've learned a lot since my last film. So, you know, uh Wesley can attest to this. Uh our the last film we did together, he was still in Jersey, which was over a year ago, but we didn't we I mean, the last film was Legacy of Snakes. We shot Legacy of Snakes in twenty fifteen. Um I think it officially released uh with its full edit probably a year Maybe even two later because uh, I went through extensive edits at a later time. But at the same time, um, even then, like I, I, tried, I tried to do things as professionally as possible. But I didn't have my Han Films LLC until, until 2015. And I still don't think I had it when we shot Legacy of Snakes. So now that I've learned so much about just running an actual business... Um, because once you have an LLC, you realize like you have to do things so legitimately in order to uphold having a limited liability company. Yeah. So uh, I learned a lot, and now I realize that if I'm going to still make make this feel real, I, I have to I have to do things as legitimate as possible. I have to make it as professional as possible because you know on both sides of the coin, I don't want actors coming to a space that they think is like you know oh hey uh just come to this old abandoned warehouse behind a train station don't worry about the rapists and the muggers outside because there's some in here too like some of those rapists
0: and muggers are just trying to put food (laughs) on their little rapist mugger uh (laughs) family's table you know, uh, that's, yeah that's all i didn't sometimes know, I didn't
1: know rapists and muggers have families i mean maybe muggers muggers might have families i don't know rapists, they might so
0: maybe eat human skin but you know there's still people <laughs> for now buffalo bill style
1: yeah. anyway yeah but you know like so i just i've learned a lot since uh opening the actual official business and and uh you know it really helps because you also it allows me to have that separate income that i put directly back into the business and to me, this this movie this is the business. This is this is all all business expenses and all trying to keep uphold that professional look for Han films in general. And uh, and I hope that is something that stands out when I try and sell this proof of concept because that's the ultimate goal: sell the proof with the feature. And you know, I'd like to I'd like people to see you know, oh hey, this this kid kid. <sighs> Well, I guess I'm not a kid anymore, but this, uh, this guy this in his late old twenties—he's <laughs> um, he's running a legitimate business as much as he possibly could at the budget he has, and he made he made a pretty decent proof of concept, and he's got a really great script. You know, like oh, let's give him a shot. You know, I, that's I'm just hoping the more professional I am, the 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 bet the better shot I have at getting this thing to the right people that want to produce it. That all comes right back to down to the first moment that my actors are going to see us. And, you know, this place really helped show the professionalism that I want to portray. And um, you know, down to even something that I didn't even notice. Um I think Victoria noticed on the way out, um, and I think Jackie did too they have they have a monitor when you come out of the elevator so like if you're using a space that day they haven't listed there hmm. so so yeah they they had upgrades listed with the room number and it just i don't know it gave me goosebumps to see that because i was like oh man you know it's it's real when somebody else makes it real you know did you take a picture of it we did we did of um I don't know if it's a, I don't know if I put that picture on social media because I didn't. Again, I didn't. I wasn't the one that noticed it, so I didn't take the picture. I, I think Jackie or Victoria did, um, but I I did post pictures of the room. If you guys want to go to my Instagram, it's uh, Han Films. You can you can check out the pictures of the room we used. Um, and, and it's funny looking at it; it looks very small. But it was perfect. It was perfect. One of the things that I really liked about it was the way the wall came out because the scene that uh, they were auditioning uh, that they they used the sides for um, it was the alleyway scene that I was talking about earlier. So that like the way the wall was, I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of cool. It reminds me of an alleyway of some sort. So it was it was nice to see like um, will the actors use the wall? Who won't use the wall? What are they going to do in the space? You know, mm-hmm. so because uh, your audition room is. A stage in a way you know you... it gives them a, it gives them an opportunity to be dynamic in their situation and it, exactly uh,
0: gives you a clue of how they're going to be once you have them live out in the field right
1: doing this stuff exactly yeah it, it, it was a good time we, we we all had a really great time uh with everything and it went it went really well it was
0: very professional very nice i like it so what's the next yes. step uh, on your part. So you did like the callbacks, you got a couple people on there mm-hmm. that you liked. So what, what what's your next step for uh, how this is going to go?
1: We're, we're just trying to get all our ducks in a row until we can get to our rehearsal day and our read through. So really the next big step will be that, which I'm hoping to do sometime in August because I want production to start in September. So really I'm just going around, picking up all the pieces, trying to, trying to map everything out. Not only did I meet with a couple of people this week, Rob and I have been working diligently on getting locations locked down. Uh, it's it's all about getting the people, getting the get, getting the people that will be in front of the camera, getting the people that will be behind the camera, which that's pretty much almost set, and then uh, and then getting the place where they're gonna stand. Like that's 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 about it. If you have your equipment, you're good to go for the most part, you know. in In a general sense, are you going to anyway. be uh,
0: renting any equipment for the shoot, or are you just going to go with? I mean, you you have a pretty uh, impressive setup as it is. So
1: I shoot 1080. I have, uh, you know, um, my mirrorless uh, setup that I have. I, I use a Sony A7S. I don't have a two, so I'm weighing the options of upgrading that camera. And using that, maybe renting some lenses or Lane. He shoots Canon, and um, I'm not sure the model he has right now. He just upgraded, so yeah. he has a 4K, 5D Mark he has II, or like a 60. Right. So that's the issue that that I'd be running into. So Lane, Lane, yes, he updated his camera. It's 4K, but it, it, yeah, it's a crop sensor. So, so I don't really know if I want to go with that. So my option is probably gonna be updating the A7S and then I'll and then I'll wind up renting lenses around that and trying to stick with that package. But I also want to make sure he's comfortable with what with what we're using, but at the same time he's he's able to adapt to whatever equipment we're yeah, using. Yeah, yeah. He's you know he's a camera's a camera for the most part. You just have to figure out the menus really <laughs> and how it works. But other than that, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking of doing right now. Uh, I haven't, I haven't exactly figured it out cause it all also depends on our budget. So the other two things that I, that I had been working on heavily this week was I, I had a meeting with our set designer and, uh, he's building a set for us in that same theater I mentioned earlier. Um, he's the set designer there. So, uh, I spoke to the producers at the theater there and they, they okayed me using the space. And uh, this set designer is, you know, we we met on Tuesday to go over everything. Just, uh, you know, him and I have some ideas of how we're going to build this space. And uh, that's that's going really well. Today, I met with a hairstylist and uh, she's very down to earth, uh, very excited about the film. Um, I'm mostly going to be using her for hilt uh as her like professional hairstylist because she's she's really the main one that has like some crazy hair in the film (laughs) but i think also the day that we're shooting so there's there's a marketplace in this a black market and uh there's gonna be a lot of extras that day so i think she's probably gonna be doing a lot of their hair as well just because being in that crazy environment people are gonna need like some weird different looks so so yeah so uh, that's that was. I think that was about the only like quick update. I wanted to just state uh, what's been going on this week while we work through upgrades. But, awesome. Yeah, that's where we are. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>